this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. It's Payoff Pitch, Action Network's go-to Major League Baseball betting podcast. Brendan Glasheen with Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch and also one of our baseball contributors at Action Network, Anthony DeBundo, joining us for a second time this week. Again, we break down the slate today, 15 games in the majors, analysis breakdown. We don't promise the entire slate. We want to get to games that there will be action on uh, from the guys. Please rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate it very much. Um, good day for Anthony yesterday with the Phillies. Uh, we'll maybe get to them. Uh, the Angels won a baseball game yesterday, so uh, we were over on YouTube yesterday on the Action Network YouTube channel. So we've been we've been together quite a bit this week. Um, Colin Whitchurch, let's go to you first as we look at uh, our matchups of the day. We've got uh, Twins Rays on the board. Why don't you get us started? Now we don't have to worry about those Cardinals playing the Rays anymore, Colin. We can worry about the Twins now. Yeah, and I'm I'm on the Rays now after they <laughs> they bit me the last couple days. Actually, the Rays and Twins got Devin Smeltzer against Drew Rasmussen, and these are two of the top teams in the American League. But I think this is a pretty stark pitching mismatch. You look at Devin Smeltzer's back of the baseball card numbers, 1.93 ERA is obviously fantastic, but this guy is a journeyman swingman, basically the definition of a quad a starting pitcher, 3.41 X ERA, 4.64 X FIP. I'm not a believer in him. I think that he's coming down to earth and I think Tampa's offense is the one to do it. Drew Rasmussen on the other hand has been someone that I've been on for quite a while. He's been an excellent kind of five and dive starter for the Rays all season. They really fixed some stuff with him when he came over from Milwaukee last year, 3.87 XERA, 3.41 XFIP. This line's being priced as close to a pick And I really like Tampa here. I particularly really like Tampa first five, you know, minus 108, minus 110 range. I, I, I love that bet today. Anthony DeBundo, what's your read on this matchup? Yeah, I would lean toward Tampa Bay. I'm a little bit concerned about Ras. Uh, you know, his stuff is not quite what it was last year. You look at some of his other metrics, uh, his stuff plus rating is down. His swinging strike rate is a little bit down. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if some of that is familiarity. If he's throwing more cutters this year and fewer fastballs. So maybe that's a raise thing. And I always trust the raise as a, as a kind of a default setting when it comes to managing their pitchers. And I do think the Rays have a clear bullpen edge here as well. Uh, but Minnesota's lineup, and I've talked about this yesterday when they went off on, you know, before they went off on Garrett Cole and then the bullpen blew it. This lineup continues to be underrated, in my opinion. And, and Byron Buxton may be entering one of those runs that he tends to get on two homers last night off of Garrett Cole. When he gets hot, I'm not sure there's a better hitter in baseball. Uh, and, you know, so I, I'm, I'm a little tentative to go against this Twins lineup, given some troubling, you know, concerns with Raz and what we've seen from him the last few starts, especially. He's not missing as many bats and, uh, and 
you know, he's only going to throw five innings. And so Smelter, I agree with Colin, not somebody I'm looking to back necessarily, especially as a favorite against a playoff team, but overall passing here. Twins are still plus 125 to win the Central. Three games up on Cleveland. Still insane. And five games up on the White Sox. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, I just looked at uh, DraftKings here, uh, Colin. You can get the Rays first five at plus 100. Right plus, now. 100. plus 100. Wow, it's moving in the opposite direction. Yeah, all over that. Plus 100 first five, plus 100 full game. Uh, Rays, Twins today. Um, let's go to our other matchup that we are uh, eyeing. Dodgers Giants, terrific in the NL West. Bueller Junis, the pitching matchup. Anthony, we'll go to you first on this one. We've got some plus money on, on the Giants here. I do, and I think this is really just a continued fade of Walker Bueller. I've been I wrote about him, you know, maybe six, seven weeks ago, and I said, "Hey, look, like something's wrong with Walker Bueller. His fastball velocity was down. His swinging strike rate, his called strike plus whiff rate were both." He had back-to-back starts that were the lowest of his entire career. And you look across the board, and it's kind of reflected in his expected metrics now. I mean, his XCRA is up over four. His FIP uh, closer to 3.75. So he hasn't been quite as bad as he's looked. You know, and I think the kind of the the surface-level numbers are starting to catch up to what the underlying numbers showed weeks ago. And now you're looking at his ERA, and you're like, okay, something is clearly wrong with Walker Bueller. And it goes even down to getting into his plate discipline numbers. Uh, When you look at those – Swing strike rate, 11.5%. His career average is uh, 11.9. So it's a pretty small drop-off, but it makes a big difference when he was such a power pitcher early in his career. His stuff plus, according to Eno, is down too. And so there's just a lot of red flags with Bueller, and he's being priced like he's still one of the five, six best starting pitchers in baseball here as a minus 150, 60-road favorite against San Francisco. Junis has been decent. I think he's a good five and dive guy. The Giants have been throwing a lot more sliders this year, and he's been pretty effective in that role. His stuff plus is actually right up there next to Bueller, which is a pretty concerning sign for Walker. And so I'm going to buy some Junis here at home, plus 130. Good price to back the Giants. Just don't understand why they have so many defensive issues. I get it. They're an aging squad, but you wouldn't expect them to be one of the, you know, they're the second worst defensive baseball thus far this year. And it's really killed them, killed them last night against Colorado as well. That's always a concern. Uh, backing these bad defensive teams, but I'm going to do it here because I just want to keep fading Bueller until the market adjusts downward on him. Another tough spot too for the Dodgers in terms of the travel, right? Like end of May, they were at Arizona, then they went to Pittsburgh and we all know what happened there. They got swept by the pirates. And then in this case, you're in Chicago and then no day off. You're going right back to the the West coast. So um, not ideal. Like they, they, it's, I mean, you're going to the, you're going to play the Giants, and we've always talked about this. And you guys are on this when you play these in division games. Uh, you can get some money line value uh, in these spots. What about you, uh, Colin, for uh, Dodgers Giants? Your read on it? I echo almost everything Anthony said. You know, I hate doing that. Uh, Bueller's uh, the the fastball is the biggest concern. You know, the the velo's down only a little bit, but it's just absolutely getting crushed. The spin rate's way down. I think the expected batting average on his fastball right now is three thirty four. Junis is someone who, you know, he he just he's making a believer out of me. One of the biggest things for him, uh, Anthony mentioned the change in the pitch mix. He's not walking as many hitters. His walk rates down from 7.1 to 5.4. I think that fading Bueller continues to make sense. And I, I'm a believer in Junis. I think that the line is too high and, and there's value on the, the giants. I also think that there's value on the over just in case, because fading Bueller is kind of the obvious pick here. 
And if Junis comes back down to earth a little bit, which his expected numbers say he probably will, and the Dodgers offense is so scary that 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 total has gone up a little bit, eight and a half, nine range. If you can get it at eight and a half, I love the over here as well, but I'm also going to be on the Giants along with Anthony. Okay, and the over is getting juiced a little bit right now. It's at minus 120 uh, over on DraftKings. Okay, moving on, on deck. Other games you want to hit on. Uh, basically, I'll turn the reins over to these guys, and they can go through a, a couple games here just to, uh, for the sake of being succinct, folks, here on the on the pod. Oh, look out. Uh-oh. You think you're safe over there on deck, but you're really not. Anthony, we'll start with you. You've got Rangers, uh, White Sox, Pirates, Braves, and then you've got thoughts on D-backs and Phillies. What do you got for us? Yeah, it's funny. We were just joking before the show that Colin doesn't like today's slate. Uh, and I love it because all of my so-called guys are pitching, right? And so I wrote about Ronzi Contreras and Spencer Strider on Monday, five pitchers that I'm looking to bet on, five pitchers that you may not know about, guys you know, in the case of Strider and Contreras in their first seasons in the big leagues. And both have been relatively impressive to this point. But I think Strider is being a little bit overvalued. And the one concern with Strider, and I wrote about this, is that he runs a lot of deep counts. He tries to strike everybody out. His command can be a little bit wild. His first pitch strike rate is not great. So he falls behind hitters and then he has to come in the zone. Now his swing strike rate is, is elite and his stuff plus is elite and his fastball is incredible. He doesn't really have a developed third pitch though. And I think that could hurt him as a starter as he has to go a second, third time through the order, something he was not doing early in the season. And so that's the biggest question mark with Strider. I don't have that many question marks about Ronzi. I think we've been incredibly impressed by Ronzi. His stuff plus holds up. He's got two good breaking pitches. His ERA is below two versus XERA is 3.2. His FIP is 3.1. His XFIP 3.3. So you're looking at a pitcher who is billed to be a great you know, prospect, one of the top pitching prospects for Pittsburgh. He's come in, started as a reliever, come into the starting rotation. He's really impressed there. And Pittsburgh also... I just love the back end of their bullpen so much. And I think that's what makes it fun to back this team is because uh, I'm going to call Will Crow Zerillo's guy, but uh, Stratton and Bedner are, are pretty well known now as, as just elite shutdown eighth, ninth inning guys that can throw more than one inning if needed. So, you know, you're looking at five innings of Ronzi and then you can get it to Crow, Bedner and Stratton and you can, you can have a pretty good run prevention system on those nights. And I think that's the case here. So I, I like Pittsburgh quite a bit at the number plus one fifty, sixty first five plus one eighty full games are out there. I like both. I'm, I'm I took both this morning. Uh, and so buying some Ronzi stock, let's see what happens there. And then we go across my guy, Glenn Otto. I've been dubbed an auto bro, not just because I went to Syracuse out of the orange, but auto bro uh, because of Glenn Otto, the young pitcher for the Rangers in his second year, He's been also pretty impressive, not to the level that, you know, you may look at his numbers and he got really roughed up by Boston, but he started to turn the corner with his walks and his home run fly ball rate has come down considerably as you'd expect. And so he's, he pitches right around a four ERA type guy. Uh, and I'm not really sure what to make of Collins White Sox anymore. He said he doesn't want to talk about them, but I don't think Texas should be an underdog here. So I took the Rangers uh, and I'm just, I mean, how many runs do we have to factor in for Tony La Russa or, or Jake Berger donating to the other team? You got a number, Colin? <laughs> Is it two and a half runs per game now? No comment. Are they going to intentionally walk Marcus Semyon or something to face Corey Seager? Ah. It would be the first time. Or intentionally walk, Corey, <laughs> intentionally walk Corey Seager for the second time this year with the bases loaded or something. Bundo, you're a baseball uh Starting pitcher hipster, I thought you'd be all over Davis Martin on the Davis Martin bandwagon today as well. I, I need more information, but I don't think so. He's bad. That, there's your information. Yeah. 
Very good. And then, uh, and then my last pick, uh, it's, it's Gallon Day, um, fading my Phillies in the first five innings. Kyle Gibson, first time through the order, OPS below 400 allowed. Second time through the order, his OPS allowed over 800. So he's having major issues with the second time through the lineup. And, and as hitters see him, he doesn't have great stuff. He kind of nibbles around the edges and you know pitches to contact. As hitters see him more, they're able to get to him. And so I think Arizona has the considerable pitching edge here. Don't hate them full game either. Okay, on deck rolls on. Two picks or two games, I should say, that uh, Colin's got thoughts on. Yeah, one of them is Pirates-Braves, which Anthony already talked about ad nauseum, so I won't go too deep into that. I'll just say that I love the Pirates here as well. I love Contreras. His fastball has a ton of life. It's in the top 87 percentile in both spin rate and velo, and that goes along with his excellent slider. The big issue with Strider is is his walks, and the Pirates off. Offense, you know, it, they're not world beaters by any means, but they are a patient offense. They're 11th in walk rate this year. So Pirates money line plus 180 plus 185 range. Absolutely in on that. I also will be targeting the first five under. You can find it pretty juiced at four and a half, although four is good as well. The other game I'm going to talk about is actually the best pitching matchup today, and that's in Marlins Astros. Pablo Lopez against Luis Garcia. Everyone's talking about Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins, and rightfully so. Pablo Lopez is right there with him, neck and neck. Best pitcher on the team and one of the best pitchers in the National League. He has an amazing and just completely filthy changeup, and his chase rate has been out of this world. Luis Garcia, it's it's kind of crazy to think that how recently he was a rookie, but he's basically been a spitting image of what he was a year ago, which is a solid uh, middle, middle of the rotation type guy, maybe closer to the top of the rotation than the bottom. So I like the under here, particularly the first five. I'm going to stay away from these bullpens a little bit. Just like Pirates Braves, you can find a juiced under at four and a half or a more reasonable number at four. And I like both of those numbers today. Very good. As we do every podcast episode here on Payoff Pitch, we clean up with best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Okay, and even two and two on Tuesday. We're still right there around 500 record-wise. But, you know, as we remind you, we get some plus money plays that are given out on the pod that should be making your wallets and bank accounts feel very, very good. Well, great, but good for sure. Uh, we'll go to Colin first and then to Anthony for best bets on this fine Friday. Yeah. So these are a couple of games that I talked about already. First one is the race first five. I love when two good teams play against each other, but the pitching matchup is drastic because usually you can find a pretty good number on the team with the pitching advantage. And I think that team is Tampa. So I'll be playing their first five money line at my, well, I guess you mentioned they're, they're around plus 100 right now so i'll be taking that for sure second one i also just mentioned marlins astros first five i mentioned it's at four and a half or four i like under four at minus 110 but if you have four and a half at the minus 130 minus 140 range i think that's good too very good anthony what do you got well if you've just been tailing Whitchurch's uh, best bets you'd be up eight units uh we have to talk to zrillo get his act together uh, on his best bets but uh oh overall, so wait a I second like... you have that you have that tracked i i went back and tracked it yeah we're, cool. we're down, we're down a few units for the year, but, okay. but Whitchurch is up, is up eight units. So he's, he's, he's leading the charge. Colin Wilson is, is doing well when he's made his guest appearances. I'm, I'm right at 500. And then uh, Zerillo is, has, has done really well this year. I mean, he's up like 25 units. If you follow him in our action network app, 
Very as Zerillo, as Zerillo but has mentioned his best bet more, variance has been brutal. You know, we as Zerillo has mentioned to me it. on more than one occasion, he wins just about every bet except the ones he gives out on payoff pitch so far this year. <laughs> so that will that will <laughs> is that, will that why he's not here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got he he's got been, demoted. Uh, and they called up, they called up the auto bro. But my best bet is Texas. Glenn Otto and the Rangers going up against Collins White Sox. I tried betting the White Sox yesterday. I thought we were looking good. You know, first five, four innings and then Berger happened. But uh, overall, I just think this is a sizable pitching advantage for Texas. Their lineup is finally starting to turn it around as well. Marcus Semien looks like he's hitting the ball. As you'd expect, Dolas Garcia has found his power stroke again. Even Nathaniel Lowe is showing some signs of life in the middle of that order. I think they match up pretty well with the White Sox today. And so I'm backing Glenn Otto, both first five and full game. We'll say full game for the best bet. And then Pittsburgh, Ronzi. Plus 180 on the money line against Strider and the Braves. I already talked about that game, so I won't go more into it, but I love the Pirates. Again, we're flying the flag. Go Buckos. Raise the Jolly Roger. Very good. Love it. So a couple of money line plays from uh, Anthony today. That's good stuff. That's going to do it, folks. Another week in the books here on Payoff Pitch. We're into June, and uh, we're rolling. So that's good. Anthony, we're going to have to get back to you on that just to make sure we get those records uh, squared away. That's good stuff. All right. Well, again, we come to you every Tuesday and Friday. Payoff pitch, Action Networks, go to MLB Betting Podcast. So we'll catch you all again next week. Good luck tonight and have a great weekend. For Anthony DeBundo, Colin Whitchurch, Brendan Glasheen, again, Payoff Pitch. We will join you next Tuesday to get you set for all things baseball. Have a great weekend. We'll see you. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.